It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. Hey. How you doing? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Boy, it has been a while, hasn't it? Like 84 years. No, two days. That's right. Two days since the uh, last podcast that we've had. Talked to Jason Williams on Friday. If you missed that, go check it out. Great conversation with him. He actually used to be a beat reporter for the Twins. He has a sports writing background before he became the political columnist at the Cincinnati Enquirer. A lot of funny stories, really good uh, funny story about Kyle Loesch, uh, former Red. Uh, if you missed that, go check that out. And uh, lots of interviews last week, really. Uh, didn't talk too much, just one-on-one, me and you. But today, tomorrow, and I think on Thursday this week, it's going to be just me and you. So let's strap in today we've got some talk about a possible plan that major league baseball has come up with also i want to introduce this week's series make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast that way you don't miss any episodes whatsoever also make sure you are following me on twitter at jeff Carr with three f's and follow the show at locked on reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. And I never, I, well, I don't say never. I rarely remember to actually plug this as well. But you can use your smart device, your home smart device, whether that be for Amazon or Google or Apple, whatever it is you got. Say, hey, smart device, play the latest episode of Locked On Reds, and it'll do it. That way, you don't even have to remember what podcasting app you actually use. Your smart device will just pull it right up there for you. Because we live in an age where technology does our thinking and we just sit around and continue to be, uh, you know, whatever, quarantined or whatever. Anyway, let's get to it. Deuce team assemble! So really the only news that buffeted the weekend of baseball is that there is a rumored plan. And now I know that I talked about this one plan that some guy with a sports talk radio show in Chicago and he knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. This isn't that. This is reported by Jeff Passan at ESPN.com stating from his source that league officials and MLBPA officials have conferred on a plan that they like, or at least the beginnings of a plan. If you're like me and you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, this is like, you know, like 12% of a plan, at least the way that it sounds right now. Shout out to Peter Quill. But Jeff Passan also reports that 
federal officials at the CDC and the National Institute of Health report this is a plan that they would sign off on. Now, here's what the deal is. The plan is all 30 teams would be sequestered in the Phoenix area, i.e. all of the Cactus League spring training stadiums. They would play at Chase Field in the different spring training stadiums. Each team would be, you know, quarantined, basically, in a hotel. And according to this plan, at least right now, sounds like away from their families. And a couple of other changes would happen. They would be implementing an electronic strike zone to allow plate umpire to maintain sufficient distance from the catcher and the batter. There would be no mound visits from the catcher or even the pitching coach. There'd be seven inning double headers, uh, you know, with earlier than expected start times. That way they could make it closer to a 162 game season. There would be. Uh, microphones, players would be mic'd up, which would be kind of cool. A bonus for TV players. And then interest er, for TV uh, viewers. And, and an interesting thing as well is players would not be sitting in the dugouts. They would be sitting in the stands six feet apart to maintain the recommended social distancing guidelines. Also, and probably the biggest factor, the really interesting thing, the entire league would be completely reorganized. I don't know if any of you have seen this or not. It's a crazy reorganization. The Reds' brand new division would not include any of their current division rivals. It would be a completely new division with the White Sox, the Indians, the Angels, and the Dodgers. That's right. That would be one heck of a division. I mean, Mike. Goodness, the Reds are ultra improved, but that would be some crazy competition. But beyond that as well, universal designated hitter. Lots to unpack here, lots to unpack. Let's jump into the unpacking part here in just a moment. And I also want to introduce the theme for the next couple of episodes of this week's slate of podcasts and all that good stuff. But before I do that, I wanted to let you know we've still got. That great deal going on with Postmates. Look, to, right now, we're all stuck in our houses. You probably cooked a whole bunch. You probably got a pile of dishes. If you're anything like me and my wife, keeping up with dishes seems to be like the daily drama, really, around the house. I know a way to avoid that. You can order delivery. People bring food to you. And Postmates is really good at doing that. And they've got a deal for you today. You download the Postmates app and you enter promo code Locked On. You'll get seven days of free delivery of up to $100. And uh, something that I continually forget to mention is there's no order minimum. If you just want a sandwich, you don't want to pop, you don't want chips, you don't want anything else, you just want like a sandwich from Jersey Mike's, you can do that. Get on Postmates, order a sandwich, they'll come bring it to your house. Free delivery for your first seven days with promo code Locked On up to $100. And look, if you're like me and you love food, you want options. Postmates has options. They've got, like I mentioned, Jersey Mike's. You can get some Taco Bell, some Skyline. Lots of great options are all on Postmates. Plus, with this deal, you save money. Promo code locked on. Download the Postmates app and enter that promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get free delivery for your first seven days up to $100. 
anytime you need it. Postmate it. This is all confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things? All right, so let's break this down. The plan that Major League Baseball has, one of the other things I forgot to mention in the first part of the episode is that the plan would begin in May. And there'd be like a two or three week spring training period, and then they jump in to regular season games in May. That seems a little optimistic. And look, I'm all for optimism right now because we are living in a rather pessimistic world at the moment, with good reason to be. And optimism feels fresh. It feels awesome. It also feels a little bit misguided in this. Maybe June is more likely to happen or something. Just from my humble podcasting perspective, when you look at this plan, it seems too fast. It also seems unlikely from the player's perspective. If I'm a player and I'm told that I may be separated from my family for an indefinite amount of time, I'm not in on that. In fact, there's some quotes they have on ESPN.com. Anonymous players are not going to, you know, call the player out by name, but this quote coming from an American League starting pitcher, he said this, I want us to be part of the solution, not the problem. I miss baseball and I want to play baseball. When I think about being isolated for four to five months without being able to see my family, I don't think that would go through at all, personally. I think that was very much the initial thought on it, and the media has blown things up a lot because we don't have sports, and this is the idea of having sports. I feel for guys who have young children. I feel for guys whose wives are pregnant right now. Shout out to Tucker Barnhart. He didn't say that. I said that. But anyway, back to his quote. What do you do? I don't want to be putting myself in a position where you could go and infect someone or get infected, and we have coaches, staff, people around us who are older and could be truly affected by this. And therein lies the essence of the questioning of this plan. Now, it's interesting to note, I looked up what Ken Rosenthal said about this plan and what he's been reporting about it. Look, Real quick sidebar, when it comes to your news, when it comes to your Major League Baseball news, there are two national reporters that I put on like the level of Johnny Bench and Joe Morgan, and that is Ken Rosenthal and Jason Stark, and I'll give you their responses to this plan. Ken Rosenthal on MLB Network said that the basic uh, strength of this plan is kind of weak. Not necessarily in the planning itself, but the fact that according to him and according to his sources, Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association literally met for about an hour about this last week. So yes, there is some credibility to this. There is a thought that this is a real plan. It is not a well-thought-out plan. It is not something that is written in stone. It is an option. And something that Major League Baseball is in constant contact, according to Jeff Passan, Ken Rosenthal, Jason Stark, all these people are saying this. Major League Baseball is in constant contact with national health officials trying to formulate a plan, trying to bring baseball back in a feasible way. Here's the problem, though. Ken Rosenthal says that there's not much. He says, look, it's, it's a nice idea. It's a nice plan. There's still lots to be worked out. And when you see the quotes that I just mentioned with the American League starting pitcher, I'm sure that is not an isolated thought. I'm sure that is not a rare perspective from a player. If I'm Tucker Barnhart, especially, he's got a 
child on the way who's due in a couple of months, and you're telling me that he will be sequestered from his family, he cannot see the birth of his second child? I don't think he would vote for that. Don't see it happening. Then you get the other perspective, and this was interesting. This is a tweet from Jason Stark, and it said, quote, Just had a conversation with a high-ranking official of one team. He repeated a line I've now heard at least 20 times since what should have been opening day on when or how baseball might return. And the quote from the high-ranking official reads, whoever tells you they know anything is full of crap. So there it is. Anytime we hear something, we've got to at least approach it with the idea that it's full of crap. It's nice to think about the idea of baseball returning and look, I am going to be the first in line whenever we are able to go back to Great American Ballpark. I know there's still going to be some trepidation from a lot of people and I completely understand that trepidation. I myself, I'm going to feel pretty safe whenever they say that, you know, there's all clear, you can go back to the ballpark. I'm going to be there. But I want it to be under the right context. I don't want this to be rushed, you know, I mean, you hear about uh, the Japanese Baseball League again suspending its opening. I know it was supposed to come back here pretty soon, and they announced, I believe it was late last week, I forget exactly which day, but they announced late last week that they would be pushing back their opening another two weeks as they had some more players test positive. And that's the sort of thing. Another thing that Jeff Passan reported on his ESPN.com article is that they believe that they will have a setup that if someone tests positive, they won't necessarily cause everything to shut down. They will have expanded rosters for each team in the likeliness that someone does test positive. They will not be forced to make some kind of weird roster move or, you know, whatever have you there. But at the same token, this just seems like it is a bridge standing on one leg right now. You you need a lot more support for this plan to work, and they just don't have it. So from where I'm sitting, from what I'm reading, from the different people that are talking about this, and the people who know way more than I know about the situation, I don't think this plan happens, at least not in May. June seems a lot more viable, but I, I just... I can't see, and I I read something just a few moments ago as well, that uh, Zach Wheeler for the Phillies, now for the Phillies, was for the Mets, now he's for the Phillies, is expecting his first child here pretty soon. And he's like, there is no way in hell that I'm missing the birth of my first child, and I can't blame him there either. I just don't see a plan that sequesters players from their families. So they're going to have to work that part out too. And when you add in families and all that other stuff, it's it's got a lot of moving parts, too many moving parts for what has been proposed to work. But keep your eyes peeled for any news surrounding this proposed plan as, according to Jeff Passan, the league and the Players Association will be meeting more to discuss the viability of different options. And, and real quick, too, say everything works out. Say, for whatever reason, we are set up to play this season. It's going to be weird. I know that already. It's going to be crazy. They added an entire new wrinkle to the craziness by saying that we're going to completely realign the entire league. 
look, I get it. If you want to insert universal DH, I understand. I'm a baseball purist. I love pitchers batting. You're never going to get rid of the designated hitter. And what's more likely to happen is the designated hitter comes to the National League. So whatever, we can do that. But to realign the leagues completely to the point where the Reds now no longer play against the Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, and Pirates in their division, but rather they play against the Indians, Dodgers, White Sox, and Angels, three of the most improved teams. One of the teams was already a World Series favorite. Then they go out and get Mookie Betts, and the Indians are still good despite the players that they've given up. And if you've heard some of my interviews with James Rapine, he still believes that the Indians overall are more talented than the Reds. I'm a little bit too biased to admit that, but whatever. The whole idea of that, my mind wrapping around baseball coming back in that manner, and then also completely changing the landscape of the way that whatever season we would have would look, I think it's kind of fun, but I also worry about it a lot. And I'm not real sure about it. Anyway, I, I just had to I had to work through that, had to talk about that plan and kind of work through my thoughts on that real quick before we end today's podcast. I want to talk about some fun. We're gonna have some fun this week. We've had a sort of theme th- across locked on, at least for NBA, uh, MLB, NHL, and college, talking about awesome seasons of the past. We mentioned a couple last week. I want to focus in on one specific one this year. You know, this year, this week. Shout out to Red Lake Nation Radio and Chad Dotson and Jason Linden and Bill Lack. All those guys over there have done an amazing job talking about building the machine. Go check them out for the awesome years of the 70s and probably the best team that ever existed in Major League Baseball history. I want to focus in on the 1940. Cincinnati Reds, the second World Series championship of our wonderful franchise history. We're going to be talking about that here. And and something that I didn't realize, and, and it makes a lot of sense too, an overarching idea with the 1940 team is getting the monkey off their back. They were in the World Series just the year before, and really the stigma around the Reds ever since, you know, from 1919 up to 1940 was that, yeah, whatever, they won the World Series in 1919, but they only did it because the White Sox threw it. They only did it because of the Black Sox scandal. That championship's not legitimate, all this other stuff. So there were questions around baseball at that time about the legitimacy, about the actual real goodness of the Cincinnati Reds as a franchise. And then they go into 1939, the World Series against Joe DiMaggio and the Yankees, and they get swept. And that sets up 1940, where we're going to start talking about tomorrow we're going to look at the regular season for the 1940 Reds, a regular season of tumult, despite the Reds being the only team in Major League Baseball to win more than 100 games that year. They had a very interesting ride to that success, and we're going to detail it on tomorrow's episode. You're not going to want to miss it, and the best way to not miss it is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and follow the show at Lockdown Reds, and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Shout out to Risto in Jacksonville. He had asked me about 
Major League Baseball's proposed plan for returning and all that stuff. That's kind of what prompted me. I mean, I was already sort of working on it. Then I wanted to dig a little bit deeper, and I appreciate you asking that question, Risto, on the Locked On Reds line. Make sure you get your questions in, your comments, whatever you've got. Hit me up there or on Twitter. Now, that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Now, ask your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On Major League Baseball. You'll enjoy Sully talking about the league-wide action going on. He's probably got a different take and a different point of view on the league's plan. You're not going to want to miss that. Just say, hey, smart device, play Locked On MLB. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.